Good evening, everyone. One of the cardinal kind of rules of adulthood, and one that many of us write we learn the hard way, is that it's massively important not to be a procrastinator. Right? Learning to be prepared for, for big things in life is one of the most important things that you and I have to learn if we're to be mature men and women. I have screwed this up so many times in my life, and all of us have, haven't we? And you who haven't, I have a strong judgment for you. Uh, you know, one of my favorite stories about this, one of my good friends, he decided to run the, the Garden of the Gods 10-mile race one year, and if you haven't run that race, believe it or not, I used to be a runner before I put on the, there's the college, there's the freshman 15, there's the priestly 40. Before I put on the priestly 40, I was a runner. Uh, but I used to run that race, the Garden of the Gods, 10-mile race. It's really hard. It's a very difficult race for just 10 miles. But one of my friends ran it, and he didn't train at all. And he almost made it. And so he ran the, the, the 9.75 miles, whatever it was, and he came to the last stretch, and he's running downhill, if you've ever run that race, coming right to the entrance of, Red, or of uh, Garden of the God, God's Park. And he's running, and then the next thing he knows, he's waking up in an ambulance. And he's a priest now, and he woke up, and the paramedics put, like, smelling salts under his nose or something, they woke him up. And they're trying to see if he's coherent. And they said, do you know what day it is? And he looked at me and said, Pentecost. <laughs> Which is probably what you would say, too. And they're like, what? <laughs> it's really important to prepare. It's massively important for us. We've all had moments where we didn't prepare and we've suffered the consequences. Um, as a priest, the constant thing in my life is I think that Sunday homilies are massively important for priests. Right, Machado? Okay, good. <laughs> He's going to be a priest in a, about a year and a half. Um, but they're massively important, and the best way to learn that as a priest is by giving bad homilies. You have a bad homily, and, and that is a wonderful teacher, right? Mothane, pothane, to suffer is to learn. Tonight, what I want to do, though, is I want to show you how God turns a table on that. Powerful stuff tonight in our readings. And it is important for us as Christians. It is important for us to prepare for certain things. It is important for us to get ready. But brothers and sisters, tonight, there's just this simple line I want to have for you tonight is that God has a call on your life. And most of us in our life, we're not ready for that call. But there's this phrase that's used common in, in commonly among you know, Christian ministers that God does not call the equipped. Rather, He equips those whom He calls. And so tonight in our second reading, I, this just struck me this week. Tonight in 2 Thessalonians, St. Paul says this, 
He says, to this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his call and may fulfill every good resolve and work of faith by his power. We always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his call. You see what happens? God doesn't call men and women, brothers and sisters, who have their act together. He calls you first. And what he does then is that he works, he sends his spirit in your heart and your soul, and he works in your life to make you worthy of when he first called you. And there's this mysterious moment in each of our lives, and if you haven't heard it tonight, we're going to talk about that, because you should have heard it by now. God has a call on your life. And in that moment when God's word speaks to you, not to the person next to you, not to the person behind you, not when God gives some general abstract truth, but when God points at you in the depths of your soul, and you know it's you. That moment is the moment of faith. There's a question that God puts to every one of us if we have ears to hear. And that moment is the all-important moment, brothers and sisters. It's a moment where deep inside of you, there's either a yes or there's a no. So I've been uh, recently... I don't know why, but, but I've been uh, kind of into Michelangelo. And I have everything so expensive, but I have a book on Michelangelo in my Amazon cart, but it's like $70, and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know, too much. Don't buy me that book. That's not why I said that, okay? <laughs> um, but Michelangelo, right, when he paints the Sistine Chapel, that's an amazing story in itself. But when he paints it, right, he, he paints the most iconic scene maybe in all of art history. When God reaches out and he creates Adam, right, and he has his arm. It's the moment of call. It's the moment of God's word speaking to Adam. Right, reaching out to him, and Adam reaches back. And I've, I've preached about this before, but this is such a powerful image. Is that later on, right, there's a, there's a painting by Caravaggio. It's called The Call of St. Matthew. And it's absolutely brilliant. If we had more time tonight, I would love to tell you more about that painting and the incredible things that Caravaggio is saying in that painting. But one of the amazing things he did in that painting is that Jesus is reaching out to St. Matthew in the exact same form and, mess, and, and form of the arm, the way that God the Father reaches out to Adam. And in the picture that Michelangelo paints, right, Adam has reached his arm back out. And in Caravaggio's painting, Jesus is waiting for Matthew's response. To this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his call.
Matthew wasn't worthy. You know that? And in that painting, we have, there's actually a debate about which one Matthew is. But Matthew wasn't worthy. And tonight, when I'm not simply talking about his vocations, I'm talking about that as well. But I mean it on a simple level that God has a call on your life. He has a word that's meant to speak to your heart and your soul. And only you can respond to it. And every person who has ever felt that call, they feel the same thing every time. Lord, I'm not worthy. You've got the wrong person. You must be pointing to someone else. God does not call those who are prepared, brothers and sisters. He does not call the equipped. He calls you. And if you have the faith and the love in your heart to somehow respond to that call and to say, Jesus, I am not worthy, but yes, if somehow you can do that, God will make you worthy of his call. This is the pattern of every person who gives their life to Christ. Every single one of us, this is the pattern. And I love going through this. So just a couple examples. I could give you 20 tonight, but I'm going to give you, I don't know, two, which means four. Um, Moses is the, the first paradigm of this in Scripture. When Moses goes in front of the burning bush, in the Greek text of Exodus chapter 3, God asks Moses, he says, you will go to Pharaoh and you will call him to set my people free. Moses says in the Greek, he says, Ukhikanos. Lord, I am not sufficient for this. I am not prepared, I am not equipped, I am not sufficient to go to Pharaoh. And you might know this, you might not. Moses has a stutter. And God says, I want you to be my mouthpiece. You are the one who will speak for me, says God. Moses says, you're kidding, right? I, Lord, I have a stutter. How could I be the one who speaks for you? Moses and God fight back and forth. And Moses, at the end of it, he kind of says, God, I just beg you, just please choose someone else. But he says, Yes. And look what God did with his life. Paul is maybe my favorite image of this. All of 2 Corinthians, at least one of the major themes of 2 Corinthians, is this theme. In 2 Corinthians, the, the church at Corinth has told St. Paul, hey, you write a pretty good letter, but when we met you, you're kind of not very impressive. That's, I mean, that's, that's what the Greek says now. But it has said that. They tell them, you're not impressive. We're not impressed by you. 
Now, if you tell me that, I'm coming after you. Right? If you're like, hey, Father Brian, like, I know they ordained you somehow, but just not impressed. I'm going to tell you after Mass, I'm giving you the microphone next Sunday. Let's see how you do, chump. All right? <laughs> you know what Paul says? The, the, the Church of Corinth says you're not worthy. You know what Paul says? He says, Amen. In 2 Corinthians 3, even in chapter 2, chapter 2, verse 16, Paul says, who is sufficient for these things? And then in chapter 3, verse 4, he says, this is our confidence that we have through Christ towards God, not that we are sufficient to claim anything as coming from us. Our sufficiency is from God, who has qualified us to be ministers of a new covenant. You've heard my, my story before. Tonight I want to address this topic really head on. Maybe you're one of those people, so many of you have said this to me before. You say, Father Brian, I don't hear God calling me. I want to do what he desires, but I've never heard his call. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is the Logos. He is the word of God. And that word is spoken to you. Jesus is a word. And his most powerful word was not audible. Balthazar says the most powerful word was when the word embraced silence and death. That is a word. And it's beyond anything that I can ever say to you. When I was a, an 18-year-old kid in my home parish, right, and I was just going to Mass because there were girls there, as I always say, that didn't work out too well. Uh, but as, as I went to Mass, and it was kind of like this, and there was an evening, uh, young, like not even a young adult, it was a life teen Mass. And I was bored out of my mind, and the lights were kind of low, and there was a spotlight on the crucifix, and it was a word to me. And I'll never forget that. I was sitting in the back of the church, Totally zoned out. I didn't listen to a word the priest was saying. But I listened to that word. And for the first time in my life, I knew that God was saying something to me. God has a call on your life. Only you can respond to it. That word, ultimately, it might have specifics to it. You might be called to religious vocation. You might be called to a specific mission in life. But first and foremost, God's word to us is lose yourself for me. God calls not those who are prepared or equipped, but those whom he calls and who he loves. 
he makes worthy of the call that he has given them. If we just say yes. Lastly tonight, I want to leave you to Zacchaeus. What a perfect example of this. So tonight our gospel is in Luke 18, or Luke 19. In Luke 19, we all, we heard the story tonight, and you've heard it before. What you might not know is that what Luke wants us to see is all the way going back to chapter 15, up until tonight's gospel story, Jesus is walking to Jerusalem, and you know what he does on the way is he calls people. And not a single one of them is who you would expect. None of them is worthy. None of them are the normal protagonists. But tonight, especially with the story of Zacchaeus, St. Luke wants us to understand that story right next to another one, which is in the last chapter, which is the rich ruler. And what happens is Jesus calls both of them. And they have similarities. The, 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 the texts have very similar things about these two men. But in that all-important moment of decision, when Jesus calls the rich ruler, right, he says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, obey the commandments. He says, Lord, I have obeyed all of them from my youth. He says, if you would be perfect, go sell what you have, give to the poor, and come follow me. And the rich ruler leaves with sorrow. Zacchaeus, we're told tonight, is also rich. And the word ruler uh, is the same word for head and head tax collector as, the, as Zacchaeus tonight. There's a lot of similar language between the two. But Zacchaeus is similar. He's rich. He's a ruler. He's the, he's the head tax collector. And when Jesus calls him, he runs to him with joy. Brothers and sisters, God's call is not generic. It's specific. And I know what every one of you thinks because you're just like me. You think, Lord, I don't, have, I don't have my act together and I don't have the gifts, I don't have the things I need to give you what you want. Pick somebody else. God does not call the worthy, but those whom he calls, he makes them worthy. Our job is in that deepest part of you, and I bet tonight, last, last line I promised, last line tonight, I bet tonight in your heart and soul, God is a word right there for you. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a moral thing. Maybe it's to give him more time. Maybe it's simply, maybe he just wants you to love him more. But he's got a word for you, and I know he does. What are you going to say? Jesus, I am not worthy. Never have been, never will be. Still don't have my act together after 11 years of priesthood. Lord, help me to say yes. Jesus, will you make me worthy?